Cut, cut, cut. Suzuki can't come out. Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where we talk about some stuff and mostly AW. First up, Brandon, how are you? How was your week? I'm good, Jim. How are you doing? I, uh, not too much. Saw uh, Willie Nelson on Saturday night. He's 88 years old. That was pretty cool. Were you there when everybody left after uh, Sturgill Simpson? I was, yeah. I didn't. I, it didn't clear out too much, but uh, is that what you heard? That's what I heard. A bunch of people that come into the bar went, and they were like, yeah, it was kind of sad. Like, all these Sturgill Simpson fans piled towards the doors when Sturgill Simpson was over. Yeah, kind of weak. But uh, I, I don't remember it as, like, a mass exodus or anything, though. So it's cool to see Willie's, like, 90 years old. And uh, what else? I I think I, I found the new a new top uh hands-free ejac gif i gotta send it to you oh nice <laughs> can you send it to One me the, now i'm dying to see this i can't i can't find it i'm, I'm gonna dig it up for i was trying to look it up real quick before this it's it, I, I found on it was like on one of these nft forums somebody posted this thing it's a dude so the camera's down like below imagine this it's like below his meat mm-hmm. and he's got oakley's on and he like flexes his his bicep and then ejac hands free ejac and I was oh, like that's I love a little that's got one of the best gifts I've ever seen in my life <laughs> so see if we could get that over to you but that's all I got for this week I did a little reading up on NFTs seems like it's a big pyramid scheme well I guess in the whole economic system I guess yeah I guess that's right um, question was uh, there a bigger exodus for Willie Nelson after Sturgill Simpson, or when the Ring of Honor title ladder match ended at, at uh, Madison Square Garden, New Japan Ring of Honor. When it, when uh, MSG turned into MST, that was a, a much larger exodus. <laughs> <laughs> Any listeners at home, when we went to that show, after there was a double main event, and the main event was Okada versus Jay White, but the second part was that ladder match and there were so many mad ring of honor fans after matt taven won that they all like got angry and piled for the exits it was hilarious we were the biggest uh we were the biggest uh madison square taven fans in the building i think we were the only madison square taven fans in the building mind you i don't watch ring of honor and i didn't care i just wanted to piss off some nerds that was when marty Skrull was still cool yeah that was before the rapes chris how are you? I'm well. How was your week? It was good. I uh, saw uh, Sturgill Simpson this week, and apparently he was opening for some old dude. I just rolled when it was over. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. That's Did my you, whole story. Uh, A lot of work this week. So do you I, listen uh, to Sturgill Simpson? I think you already know the answer to that, James. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Country's just one of those genres that I just can't get into, man. No well, some of the old Willie I can listen to. So I have a I have a theory on that. I'd love that, to hear it. Yeah, because I've been trying to figure out like why do I dislike it so much? And this isn't talking about Willie Nelson. This is talking about what we're talking about, new country, and it's because it's pop music and well, most pop music I can't stand. 
Yeah, he's a little bit different. I gave him a chance and then immediately took that chance away. Brandon, but uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on on modern country? Uh, similar to my thoughts on like almost every other modern kind of music, the stuff that's popular isn't very good. But if you want to look hard enough, you could probably still find something that sounds like the stuff that you like from the 60s, 70s, right. 50s, whatever. Orville Peck. I love Orville Peck. He's awesome. All right. Let's move on to this uh, this podcast that's about wrestling. You want to talk about it? Let's do it. All right. So no. big, did you, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it either. Let's talk about Hands Free Ejack. I, I want to talk about how Hands Free Ejack is still a thing, and I'm not getting Hands Free Ejack gifts because Hands Free yeah, Ejack has been going on with him for I don't know how long. Eternal. with Hands Free Hands Ejack. Jack. I, I can't remember the original. What was the original one? Oh, I'll say it along. Oh, God, it's like, you know, it's one of the, lasers like, or something. If I, I, get, if I go to the beginning of my photos, <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder if it the, has a date. 2015 it has, so that's probably when I bought this phone. I'm going to send it all on to you guys. Yeah, there let's see this. little hands-free eject to you guys. You While you look for that, I can I can tell you. There. Chris, you try to, remember what it was. Chris, would you like to describe exactly what I sent to you? Uh, yeah, hold on one sec. Let me see. I'm going to have to get out my thesaurus. Me a thesaurus for this. So, is a is <laughs> a man playing a guitar. You can't see his face. Um, scam likely. Somebody just called me. Uh, it's a guy playing a guitar. Can't see his face. He's quite slender, uh, and bodily hairless except for a small portion. I believe if I zoom in <laughs> on it, he has a little small portion. A little small portion at his dick root. <laughs> um, he's very slender. His his. So I'm still not convinced that his legs and his upper body are the same person, but we'll just go with this. Um, he has a rather large and fully erect. Now he's jamming on a guitar. I left out the biggest. You forgot part. the important part. He's jamming on a, a big. Yeah, why are his hands free, Chris? His hands are free because he's jamming on a guitar. He's and I jamming guess on a guitar. Ex- he's got no guitar strap. He's just holding it yeah, there he's naked. Holding it up naked. And he's, he's, shut up. What the fuck he's, is going on in your house? I, 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 I'm looking at my phone. Are the biscuits ready? Looking, what was that? I'm, I'm looking at my phone. It's on sound, but I'm looking at my phone. And, of course, I get, you know, 800 scam likelies. Nice. And it's probably somebody. Now they're calling me in Spanish to tell me that my uh, car warranty's up. Um, So anyway, back to hands for Ejack. He's holding his guitar. um, And his lower half, other than his little, that's where his little tuft of hair and his dick root is. He is a quite large, I would say. um, (laughs) Quite large. It's like fucking people texting me are totally ruining this whole fucking joke. What was was that a horse race that just went? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that was a text message. Let's see, hold on. That was a text message. Ringer for everything. Oh my god. Hi, I am calling you from AT&T Directv to let you know that your existing account is called no no Directv account ever, but it's my existing account is qualified for something. Nice, excellent. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we go back to he's got a rather large and fully erect phallus with uh seems to have. He's ejaculating quite 
fiercely, I might add. I mean, so it, fiercely it's going off the photo. I mean, if you're going to hands-free eject, you better do it with some fucking power. And that is one shiny um, dick. And it is a very it's, – it's reflecting light from the wrong angle because he's got light f- reflecting off his back and the head of his penis. <laughs> uh, it's it's Yeah, it's, it, it's quite um, – and it's just as funny right now as it was the first time I fucking saw it in 2015. <laughs> How about his uh, lats? His lats are uh... – Yeah, he's got ridiculous lats oh, and a that. very slim waist. Yes. Brandon, and, uh, uh, he's killing you, it. I, I, I like that you he appreciate must do yoga. Yeah, that is a yoga body. I like that you appreciate the hands-free jack so many years on. Enough so, yeah, that I I thought I found one to top this. Couldn't dig it back up. Googled hands-free e-jack gif. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> Not the one I was looking for, but that's when I was like, all right, I, I, I'm just going to have to try well, to tell this one. Let's a lot of hands-free cum. <laughs> let's, add, let's add that the original hands-free e-jack is a meme. It's not a gif. Oh yeah, I made it into a. Meme. And it says on the top, hands-free eject, and on the bottom, <laughs> on the bottom, it says, it says, boom. Yep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Very good. So, um, Big E won the title. Then Eddie hands-free eject. Chris, thoughts on Big E <laughs> on winning the, the title finally? I mean, it's awesome. Um. There's the only like I, there's really no downside to it other than the fact that like every time <sighs> WWE seems to pull the trigger on doing things that they should have done a long time ago or making changes when they're forced into it. And they were, in my opinion, definitely forced into doing something different. Um, and, and then what usually happens is that Vince does something different for a couple weeks and then he starts going, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. And he just starts doing his old shit again. So, you know, anything that happened, it's awesome that he won a title, but, you know, I'm geared up for a lose it in a week. Uh, he, they're going to Saudi Arabia. He's losing it in Saudi Arabia for sure. To like going, Goldberg to or some old dude. They're going to Saudi Arabia again? Yeah, why not? After the guys, they went and let them off off the fucking tarmac? Blood money. Oh, my God. God, what is? I guess he's probably like. Yeah, Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, good for Biggie. I think twelve years in, finally gets it. But obviously, it just feels like they had to course correct here after everyone was dumping off ship, and it's just like a a forced move. So, uh, kind of of all times to do it the shittiest time that they could have done it. No one's watching Raw right now, and it'll probably be gone in two weeks. But don't want to take that away from Biggie. So. All right, let's move on. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be at 2300 Arena. Billy the Birdman is going to be there. Are we going, Brandon? Are we going? No, I'm not going. Chris, are we going? Nope. You could answer. Not on a Sunday. Not on a Sunday in uh, football season. I ain't fucking going. Probably from Saturday and Sunday too. It's probably well. That's what I mean. It's way you know. It's like I always say, like you know, uh, when you get invited to a wedding as a bartender, people don't understand that you give them a gift and then you also lose like four or five hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, thanks for coming to my wedding. Yeah, here's a, a couple hundred bucks, but it also cost me five hundred. So yeah, you're welcome. Pretty cool. So yeah, I, I think those be, days are pretty much over for me. Yeah, I will not be patronizing Billy the Birdman. Not when we no. can call call for the Bird Gang at. Your work, Chris. 
You can do whatever you want. Uh, I uh, I go into Eagles mode and um, don't pay attention to what the hell's going on. So <laughs> I don't know what anybody's doing. I'm just collecting that, mo- that money. I like money. And it's fun. Brandon, you got thoughts? I was going to say, I actually last week had a uh, dream that we bought tickets and went to this, but Billy the Birdman died of COVID and we were just standing – and we were just standing there just like, yeah, he's the only reason we went was to yell at him, but he's dead. So said <laughs> must have gotten to me. That is they, you were so happy. They did, a ten, for... they did a 10 bell salute to the bird man and we booed the whole time. Yeah. You're so happy that when you woke up, you were like, all right, now, more importantly, a show that we should be going to. On Halloween, October 31st, in Trenton, beautiful, lovely Trenton, New Jersey, some company that does death matches is going to have Atsushi Onida there versus Matt Tremont. I don't know who that guy is. I don't watch death matches. I'm imagining he's some guy, CZW guy, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep. Best known for his work in Combat Zone Wrestling. There you go. Where are we going to that, Chris? So initially when you said that it was – you sent me a text about it. I, I thought it was an FM, FMW show in Trenton. No, it's not. Now I see that it's not. And uh, I'm, I wrote on the calendar at work that I needed off. And the reason I needed off, which I really didn't have to write, but I felt like being a prick, was exploding wrestling. Um, but now that I know that it's not an FMW show, I may be erasing exploding wrestling and working that day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, that's another one. I would have taken off. That's different. I would have taken off to see something different if it was FMW, but not if it's. Who even knows if he'll be there? He might not be there. He'll be dead. He'll be dead by then. He's not allowed. Brandon, are we going? He's banned from the state of New Jersey. That's a TBD for me. I'll have to see how this shakes out. Not because I wouldn't go to Trenton to see Onita, but more because I really have no interest in watching any death match live. No, yeah. I don't want to see like, A Jersey death match, that would be hor- a horrible thing to be standing just, at. Just imagine what we'll be standing with, leading everything leading up to that. Oh, my God. Well, you know what I mean? Depending on how cheap the tickets are, maybe we could just show up for the main event. The tickets are like 15 bucks. I'll just show up for the main event. Yeah. Yeah, that's for that's them setting up the exploding ring good. and the main event. I'll show up for it. Because I'll tell you what, I will. Well, see, I don't even. It depends on when the doors are, but if the doors are like at six o'clock, I'll work till fucking five and then drive the train right from work. I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't care what I miss. You know, it's like super cheap. The bar is open on Halloween, and Halloween is one of our biggest nights. The party, <laughs> our Halloween party is the night before. Yeah, well, that's when ours is. So exactly. I'll be so uh, I will be I will have a very lucrative evening, and I will want to stab everybody in the fucking throat probably by the end of it. So I'll need a day off I'm gonna to watch you stab each other in the throat. Yeah, definitely. I got a great costume plan this year. I don't know what I'm top, doing yet. On top last year's. We were we were talking about group costumes at the bar, so I don't know what we're gonna do. Well, my last year one, so everybody knows, I was uh, Scott Hall last year. Oh yeah, you look good. Yeah. Yeah. Right, who were you for Halloween last year? I don't think I saw you. Last year I was nothing. I was inside. The year before I think I was gold dust. Yeah, she worked. <clears> that was amazing. I didn't see. It. I don't remember that one. I do actually. Gold that's, lust. I can't remember the gold um, lust. visual. <laughs> Speaking of gold dust. Um, I 
I can't, and I, Jimmy did not give me the prize for best costume at Lorraine. I did not. Who who got it? Someone else got it. Somebody that uh, they were the reanimator or something. I don't remember. You got second place though. This was this was controversial in the in my family. Yeah, I think in you should have won number maybe. one. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Um, you know, because I was there. Yeah, you should have won. And uh, <laughs> you know, one thing they say. You know what second place is? Second uh, first, 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 first loser. First, first loser. loser. <laughs> Somebody gave me that when I came up, I came back from the jujitsu tournament with silver. Nice. And I was like, well, you know, that's the first loser. And I was like, no, the first loser is the guy that's talking shit that wasn't invited. That was didn't go. That's the first loser. <laughs> Top loser. I was the May Queen from Midsummer last year. In a mask. Uh, unimpressed. Everyone's unimpressed. It's okay. Well, I never saw that movie, so I don't know what's going on. I got to think of something for this year. I saw a guy fall off a hill, people beat him to death on the bottom of the hill. That's all I saw. What was that? The oh, guy yes. off and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the myth that came out like five years ago. If you didn't see it, you would have already fucked that. Brandon, shit. what were you saying? I, I went to one of those things in Sweden. We, I, I, before that movie came out, I went to a midsummer. One of my friends married a Swedish woman, and so they had us over for the summer to go check it out. And it, it was a lot like the movie and very fucking creepy. Uh, even before I knew that they would make a horror movie about that, there was. You're out in the woods. Uh, people showed up in the middle of the night that were uninvited, no houses around. We get there. We pull up to the property, and there's just a guy walking down the street with his uh, fingers interlocked in, like, a praying position, but directly behind his back. Like, he folded them behind, and he's just walking through the woods with that no house in sight. And we were like, what the fuck is going on out here? So as were, creepy were you as you want imagine, like, in the movie. No, unfortunately not. Um, I, I do have a, you know, maybe a rule that I go by, which is um, don't go anywhere in the middle of the woods in other, in other countries. They, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a good one. When you're in another country and the and they don't speak English as a first language, stay, stay near the city. Don't go in the middle of the woods. Yeah, <laughs> just stay in the cities. Did you can disappear forever? I'm down for disappearing forever. All right, let's move on to AEW. Um, this is going to be tough because uh, I was totally disinterested in the show. Uh, Chris, you said you watched it last week as it aired, so. No, I mean, I, I, I can, I, I remember. It's not, you know, I just. And Brandon, uh, what are your thoughts on the show this week? Tough one to get through, honestly. It was a yeah, little right. bit of a, a come down, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, we got uh, Malachi Black versus um, Dustin Rhodes in. A not great match, I guess. Thoughts? You can start, Brandon. Yeah, not great match, but honestly, this was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Just because, you know, they got into it. Dustin Rhodes had the best match I've seen him have in a while. Granted, I think most of his shit happens on YouTube. But uh, table spot, we get to we get to see the boots that Cody Rhodes left in the <laughs> middle of the in the middle of the ring months ago. I'm not sure why. Uh, that's nothing crazy here. I mean, Dustin Rhodes gets kicked in the head. He's all bloody, loses. I guess Cody Rhodes is back now to, to back where it all started. But I guess to get his nah. win back. I don't fucking know. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, a um, couple things. Number one, I'm not the biggest fan of this. Like, all right, first of all, you know, 
Dustin Rhodes can fucking go. It's just amazing how good that dude is at this age. This guy's fucking ridiculous. I'm not a biggest fan of this, like, never-ending talking villain. Uh, and I find that in Aleister Black where he's going to just be this, like, cerebral villain that's going to explain everything to you. You will put this, the coins on your face. On your, on your face. And then, so that kind of, you know. It's um, been his gimmick forever, though. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, somebody likes it. I'm just not one of those people that thinks it's great. I don't hate him at all. I, I, I think he's entertaining as hell, but it's just like sometimes, like, all right, come on. Uh, they what they did do, which was fantastic in that match, was when he pulled that boot out from underneath the ring. Somebody actually said he must have snuck there before the show and shoved that boot under the ring. Oh, oh okay, you explained why weird shit was happening that made no sense. Fucking, that's like a real novel approach to uh, telling a story. Yeah, instead of the uh, random kendo sticks that are... Toolboxes. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to put these tools in this seven fucking or 20,000 seat arena. There's no closets for these people. Just shove them under the couch. You know, like when you run out of room for shit, you shove it under the bed. Yeah. That's what they're fucking doing in a Wells Fargo Center. Come on, man. There's a room for that I, shit. I used to clean up my bedroom when I was a child. Just stuff everything shove under Shove everything under the bed. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, we get a CM Punk promo, which I kind of like this because he starts blabbing and he starts talking to Linda Pillman, who was a star of, I guess, of these entire two shows. Maybe not a star in, that she was entertaining, but she was there and she was mentioned multiple times. And then Taz interrupts. Basically, <laughs> just starts Punk and Taz start running each other down. Uh, this was pretty good. I like this. Brandon, good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I did, that I did like it to be honest. Uh, I it was. I don't know what I was thought was coming next for CM Punk, but it wasn't him going through the like uh, fuck the world gang, which I guess is is his next act in AEW. But yeah, what happens? He wants he wants to fight Ricky Stark. Yeah, he says bring everybody out. But there's like the dissension going on within. Kate Taz can't even keep control of his own shit. Uh, so uh, not too much there for me. Chris, to be honest with you, I, I like the dynamic between the two of them. I felt like the two of them arguing, like people actually argue. Yeah, I like that too. Um, you had you had Taz saying shit uh, to the point where where I mean, at first Punk says you're really going to interrupt me right now, and second Taz is saying shit that's not true to push his point. Because it comes back later. It wasn't like you know. One of them says, "I spoke to Tony Khan." That was Tony Khan that was saying that he wanted to see those matchups, not you, not not Punk. So um, I thought, but he was, you know, it was like it looked like a real argument. Like they were actually two dudes having an argument. Um, the one thing is, is he says, you know, send down. <laughs> what I don't get is send down Starks. I, you know, it, it it to me it would be cool if you said something like, "Why would I want to wrestle any of your crew? You got a title that you made up." Right. You know, like, let's put a little let's put a little weight on. Like, what am I going to do? Fight you guys for a championship that's not real? <laughs> then, you know, that would be like, all right, now we're going somewhere with this. Um, I do like anytime anybody his kid acts like an asshole. And anybody time anybody mentions his kid, he gets real defensive. Like, oh, he's a good kid. Why yes. are you picking on? Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. And the kid's a complete fucking asshole, which I love. But, um, you know. I was talking with somebody and they're like, 
you know, Punk's got to be upset. I mean, he comes back and then they put him with Darby Allen. But don't you think Punk's picking who he works with? Maybe yeah, of course he, he is. With all the young guys. Of course he is. He's probably their biggest signing. He probably makes as much as anybody else on the roster or almost as much as anybody else on the roster. Of course he's picking what he wants to do. He's picking what he wants to do. And he's like, I want to work with, I'm going to go with work with these old guys. He's showing up there after all these years go. and he's going to get stuck wrestling people. Yeah, he's not going to go. He's just going to, you know what? Screw it. Keep your money. I'm going home. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's, it's just ridiculous. I just found that like funny. It was like, cause he's going from, you know, uh, honestly, a dude who's probably one of the best guys in the roster with, with Darby Allen, at least one of the most interesting with the whole sting dynamic and all that stuff. Best, and then you got, best in ring, worst in relationships. Let's yes, best there. in ring, worst in not being a piece of shit. You know how it is. Yeah, good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I think that I, I don't mind this. And I'm sure he's probably like, yeah, I want to work with Ricky Starks. Yeah, or, I or they give him a list. They give him a list. Who do you like, want to work like, with next? These guys. Yeah, we got to build up some of these guys. Here's your list. Who do you want to work with? Speaking of, worst, I, speaking of worst. That's, that's all that it is. Go ahead, there you go. go ahead, That's all that it is, and I, I'm probably overthinking it, but I was just like, what is this? They they did the the Darby Allen and Sting versus Taz storyline. Darby Allen ended up finishing them. Then CM Punk beats Darby Allen, and then it's like, so now Taz thinks that he can beat that guy instead with his with his people. Those guys are kind of just losers. They just lose all of their matches. So what for for that big signing to show up? I don't know storyline wise. I was just like, I, I, this isn't really that interesting. But obviously, we know it's exactly what you said. It is it's just that's what CM Punk feels like doing. So mm-hmm. fuck it. And then after that, we got a match between um, Will Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Dean Martin, um, which was whatever. But I don't know. It was just to show off the two young guys. Can we get, can we talk about Punk walking away and I was walking right into the butthole, yeah. inside of the butthole, and then yeah. stopping and pointing, and then taking a couple steps yeah, back. He, was, he wasn't sure which butthole he was supposed to walk into. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, MJF promo, Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, MJF is saying, what does he say that they he won the match clean, but it was just extreme bias mm-hmm. against him. So he's uh he's pissed. He ends up. I think Pillman comes out. It wasn't a bad promo from him. Pillman comes out. Uh, he, he gets out that dynamite diamond ring and, like, rocks Griff Garrison. And I guess that thing has, like, superpowers because they cut, like, 20 minutes later to Griff Garrison. He's, like, still holding his eye in the back. Like it's he, the Infinity he, Gauntlet yes, of, uh, yeah, of AEW. Exactly. Which is kind of funny. I'm, I, that, that stupid dynamite diamond ring, like, still being around, I'm, I'm not mad at. Um, but, yeah, I, I, then they, they kind of go into this thing, I guess. I forget if I'm, I'm blinding these two shows together. Was it this one where uh, does this go into the Tully Blanchard thing? Uh, no, I think it's the next that's show. separate. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then never mind. But uh, MJF kind of seemed like he's like starting to split onto his own now. Uh, I think they're starting to reference something where he's like going to break away from this pinnacle group now that the shit's over and he's better than the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, Chris thoughts. Well, I mean, he was shitting on Wardlow, so that's yeah. probably going to be. It looks like they're building towards, you know, throwing some cannon fodder with uh, Brian Pillman Jr. He talks shit on Wardlow because Wardlow gave him a couple dirty looks because he said Wardlow didn't help him with Jericho, told him to do his job. You know, we're going old school, '80s, '90s heel turning on his boy and his boy taking some shit for a few weeks and then eventually beating him up. 
Yeah, Paul Wardlow is basically Virgil right now. Yes. <laughs> was was what is uh, uh, mixed martial arts background? Yes. That's a good yeah. gig, right? You want to be Virgil? Yeah, that worked out well. Hey, the guy's Virgil. still making money at Denny's. Yep. Wherever he's asking for autograph money. All right, we got Ruby Soho and her um, her uh, debut against the Hater, Jamie Hater. A little clunky this match, but I think a lot of these girls are trying to get used to each other. Um, I did like the end of this match, though, when all the girls came in to save. Chris, you can start it off. Yeah, um, you know... So when we were watching a lot more wrestling, I was only watching what was I was kind of watching this in the background most of the time. But Jamie Hayter looked a little out of sorts. Uh, is that normal for her or is she usually better than what she looked like in that match? I think she's just getting used to this roster. Yeah. And same with Ruby okay. Soho. These guys have never worked together. Well, they practice yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was curious. I mean, it was I, I enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Ruby Soho. I enjoyed that match. But there was a few times where the timing was off with the. Uh, footwork you can see it but they screwed up the footwork and it looked like shit a few times and what do you know somebody said hey look she hesitated going into the corner and she got caught instead of just pretending it didn't happen yeah one thing about jamie hater yeah. is that since uh she was in japan for a long time not working when with stardom when it shut down i'm sure she was still training since she came to aw i think that's since the shutdown in japan all the way through the entire year to coming back to AEW. Pretty sure AEW has been her first matches since she's been back. So she's been off for a full year. So it's going to take her a little while to to get to get up to speed, I think. I mean, I'm not openly def- like defending her. I find her she's fine. She's a good powerhouse. She's a good heel. Um, but she seems like a little off kilter right now. But it'll get there. She's experienced, so she's going to she's going to remember. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, uh, I guess you wanted to, like, the logic behind this was she's op- offered this open invitation because she wanted to prove it wasn't just luck that she snuck in at the end and won that battle royale. And then she kind of in this match, like, just not luck, I don't know if you'd call it luck, but kind of suddenly, like, hits that right kick at the end or whatever they're going to call it now and, and gets a win. So I don't know if this is going to be, like, the thing with her that she's, like, l- continues to be lucky and Britt Baker roasts her with the. Uh, she's been sitting in catering for four for yeah, four years. Yeah, so. that was pretty good. I'm not usually a big fan of the, uh, you know, the, the referencing stuff from WWE, but anytime yeah. they mention the people that weren't working and sitting around just collecting a paycheck, I'm a big fan of it. It's a good, like, it's a good insult. Like, it's something that, that's what I would say if I was yeah. going to talk shit on someone that was doing that. I did, I love that uh, Rio comes out for the save, and she lays some shit in, but then Jamie Hayter, Kind of slips when she's picking her up, but then she just power picks up her tiny fucking 99-pound ass and just gives her a knee break, uh, a backbreaker over her knee. It was pretty cool. We'll take this right into the Rampage thing, too, because then we get a six-man match or a six-person match. So we get Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, Pin Eater, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker versus Statlander, Riho, and Ruby Soho. I thought this was pretty good. It's It did go into a um, commercial break, like a legit commercial break. Pretty sure Rampage always has commercial breaks. Am I crazy in that? They don't do picture. Yeah, picture? they don't do picture and picture on on Rampage. Right. So like we lost uh, a little. Not. No, no, no. This match had a picture and picture. Oh, uh, did it? Yeah, it did. I thought this was fun. I thought you know this was one of the better six mans that they put on, uh, women's wise. Like you know what I mean. One, it was memorable enough. They all look good. Put it that way. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Uh, Chris Statlander 
is pretty was pretty fun in this uh, powerhouse around. Like she had that like double suplex. Uh, Riho gets in there at the end. Riot gets the Ruby Riot, or sorry, Ruby Soho gets the pin. I gotta stop saying that. Yeah, and, uh, gonna sue us. she's listening. She's gonna fucking send us hate mail. <laughs> WWE's gonna sue us. Yeah, some strong high, highlights. That one spot was a little goofy. Uh, was it Statlander picked Riho up and I turned love her those around, spots. and, and Riho is like <laughs> paddle kicking it. <laughs> I love that dumb shit, man. That's great. She's paddle kicking. Um, Reba. Uh, uh, yeah, Reba. Then they uh, yeah. they did the uh, thing where she was on Statlander's shoulders and did the double stomp on Reba. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that goofy shit. That's you know, it's fucking fake. It's pro wrestling. It's fun. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It's like if you have Riho and the the giant working together, like you got to do that shit. That shit. <laughs> right. Chris, good. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this match. Um, usually, uh, six bands or trios match are just kind of a cluster. Sometimes, you know, I'm not a, like we always talk. Not a big fan of tag team matches as far as telling stories. It's cool to get when you get these ones where it's like, you know, just get the the people that got beef all in the ring together and just have a match, get them all on TV, which is which is always a little bit fun. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm trying to think if this is recency bias or I really don't think it is because I was a fan of hers in WWE. But I think she Ruby Soho may be my favorite. Just the way that she works. She's explosive. She's stiff as fuck. Mm-hmm. She may be like that too. I I'm putting my I'm hitching my wagon to as far as like, you know, my favorite person on the women's roster in AEW right now. Yeah. You know, and I don't think it's recency bias because I liked her when she was in WWE, but just um just her style in particular, you know. Who's your favorite out of these six women, Brandon? Because they're pretty much the in the top story right now. Out of these six, yeah. uh Probably Statlander, honestly. She's pretty but, cool, I, man. I, yeah. Her strength in general I'm, is just I'm ridiculous. Not in here is my favorite, but yeah. uh, Chris, it might not be recency bias, but would you say it's rancency bias? It's <laughs> could be rancency bias. Yeah, it could be that. Um, I agree. Yeah. It is rancency bias. It's rancency it. bias. Oh, no, no, but I, seriously, man, it's like she's right up my right up my alley as far as like the this like. Uh, in the middle of between high, like in this like Venn diagram of high flyer powerhouse and then whatever, you know, cool character and whatever, just get a couple things. She kind of hits right in the middle. And I, 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 I find that fun about that character. We get a, uh, the building back up of, and you know, I guess this is kind of tied into the women's match. Cause you kind of got a faction between, we got two factions in the women's division now too. These last two shows have been really faction heavy. So we get a Dark Order versus the Pinnacle fucking match, which was whatever. But I guess the Dark Order is blowing up. They don't like each other. We got Evil Dark Order versus Good Guy Dark, Goofy Dark Order. Um, yeah, this ain't great. Uh, Chris, you can start. Chris is speaking into a muted microphone. I don't think it. <laughs> it's all right that it was muted because my words were I don't think there's much to be said here. That's yeah. what I was just yeah. saying. I really don't. I mean, it was I turned away from this and stopped caring. Um, right. Yeah, I think it's kind of I mean, maybe I'm saying something that everybody's saying. I don't pay attention to what everybody else says, but like you know, with I obviously don't know the situation with the dude, but with with this group of group of characters. Uh, in total disarray and leaderless. I mean, are we building towards Bray Wyatt coming to AEW and leading the Dark Order? Yeah, but it seems like we might get a 
I mean, that's if the rumors are true that Bray Wyatt would handle an evil Dark Order, and then you got Hangman coming in with a good guy Dark Order. Yeah. And then maybe hmm. we have them go against each other. That'd be fun. I mean, Hangman's coming yeah. back. It's we all know that he's coming back eventually. Oh, I mean, dude, you know, when you do cowboy shit, you, when you leave, you come back. That's cowboy shit. Right That's there. cowboy shit. He's sleeping. You, know, you don't just leave, or you don't just come and stay. You leave and you come back. And that's cowboy shit. That's right. Brandon, what do you think about cowboy shit? That is cowboy shit, yeah. Uh, Brandon, Brandon this, spent money on cowboy shit last weekend. I know. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson. I love cowboy Sturgill shit. Simpson and some old dude. Some 90-year-old cowboy doing cowboy shit. Doing cowboy I, shit. This just all feels rudderless. That's interesting, though. I, I hadn't pieced it together like that. Like uh, I felt like this Dark Order was splitting up into like good and bad. If you get Bray Wyatt... And Adam Hangman Page is the like leaders of this divided Dark Order. I guess that could, that would like get my attention. But nothing with these guys has has really been memorable for the last year. Like what, I'm trying to think of the, the Dark Order storyline. It's like they wanted to be friends with Hangman for four months, and then they finally got him to be their friend, and then he just disappeared. So now that they they'd also disappeared for a decent period of time, and now they're kind of back just to show that they've, I guess, have been fighting in the locker room for three months when they haven't been on TV. It's just, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, nothing, even including the arrival of... Um, Anna Jones. Oh, geez, I can't... No, I can't remember his name. The the the, the, the He passed away last year. Uh, John, John Moxley. John Huber. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Yo! R.I.P. Oh, God. What are you going to do? I was going to be very sad if you say it. I'm not saying anything. He died. I think you're going to go dead. Who well, he is. He stayed the dead. obvious. Yeah. Been... <laughs> Brandon, thoughts on Norm McDonald passing away? Now, I'm going to have another dream tonight that we all go see Norm McDonald, and they're like, nah, he's not playing. He's dead. And now I just feel they're sad like I did with the, the – we went to go boo Will Ospreay, but he's dead dream. Yeah. Damn it, I wanted him to be alive just so I could boo him. Fuck this asshole for dying. Yeah, that sucks, man. That actually bummed me out, but I don't want to talk about it. Uh, then uh, we get the Elite come out. He's dead. Oh, he died. He died. Uh, let's move on. Um, the Elite comes out. They, uh, Adam Cole keeps calling Tony Schiavone a nerd. Get lost, nerd. Get lost, nerd. Get lost, nerd. Going a little, you know, we're the best in the world. And then Dana Bryan comes out. And he, well, I'd like to have Omega was like, I won't be interrupted. And then Bryan immediately interrupts him. Everybody run, pretty much steps out of the ring so Omega can do his promo, can go face off against Daniel Bryan. And, uh, yeah, there's a little beat down. And then the good guys come out to save the day. Frankie Gazarian, too. <laughs> Brandon, the good guys and Frankie Gazarian. And Frankie Gazarian. Brandy, Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, Frankie Kazarian is facing Adam Cole now tomorrow night. Like, what a, what a intro for Adam Cole. I guess I don't know how, what that crossover is between NXT fans and AEW fans, but Adam Cole did a good job of, like, hammering home his taglines and, like, why you should boo him, picking on Skibone, yeah. as Chris says. Uh, Dan O'Brien is the classic good guy who's, like, once once what he wants he wants to be the best but also if kenny omega doesn't want to fight him he'll fight other people too no like real clear no clear plan he's just gonna fight whoever wants to fight him but he he does if if kenny omega wanted to fight him that would be cool 
So <laughs> this is that's kind of what we what we got out of this. It's still a little bizarre to see those guys all in the ring together, though. So dumb good guys. Chris, thoughts? So how do we take Frankie Kazarian? I don't have a problem with Frankie Kazarian. Whatever. But how do we take Frankie Kazarian being serious as the elite hunter? It's like the Bullet Club. If, if he loses to Adam Cole. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's, but you he's you corny old dude. I mean? That's he's the corny old dude that's gonna get pinned. Yeah, like like he's coming out and he's beating up elite guys and losing to them all the time. So what is the point of this? Like I, I don't even care if you had him come out and beat elite guys. Or never wrestle them, just like beat them up backstage and stuff, but always come out on top. I don't understand it. I will say this. He came in and he attacked Adam Cole. And I, thought, I thought Adam Cole died. He was flopping out of the ring. <laughs> and then the, and, and we're still at a point where he's been doing this for months, and the announcers still don't know what's going on. Right. Plus, you know, Kenny Omega comes in. He calls Shivani a nerd. Mm-hmm. Does he have to call like this? Is he like if Kenny Omega goes to wait? A wasn't party, wasn't it Adam Cole that called him a nerd? Was it Adam Cole? Yeah, he was coming nerd. Get out of the ring, nerd. Okay, well either way, uh, are these guys like when you go to a party? Like, did a guy that goes to a party and he tells a guy a joke and then he goes, "Did you hear what I said? I said this. Hey, did you hear what I said? I just said well, this. That's I just Omega. Said this joke. That's Omega says everything. That's definitely Omega. He says every like, single thing twice. He, he says every to... single thing twice. He says every single sing- thing twice. I said it four times. That's why I didn't sound like him. He he has to get, like. Oh, I may not have gotten my point across. Let me just say it again. I I just don't understand it. Um. But anyway. You know, you got, in my opinion, you got fucking 12 bums in Adam Cole versus a bunch of dudes I kind of like. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, Jungle Saurus. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. I like Jungle, Jungle Saurus better. Jungle Saurus. Luchasaurus. Eh. And, but, uh, uh, Jungle Boy, I, I think is awesome. Right. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. And I think we're, it looks like we're getting this, we're getting Brian Danielson. Like we're getting the totally different character that was never really in WWE. We're getting the mean guy. Well, I hope so. Well, we're still kind of he's still kind of smiley right now, but I don't think he's going to stay smiley. Yeah, I want elbow multiple elbows to the ear. Yeah, you know, hold the hands and stomp on your face, Brian Danielson. I don't yeah. want I don't want to see them fingers. If those fingers go up in the air, every television in my house and my laptop are getting thrown in the pool. Done. Don't do, please don't do that. <laughs> I pull he is resistant. all the toys. He, he hasn't done it yet. I fucking hate it. Brandon. Also, why are wrestling go. fans so uncoordinated that they can't do this going uh, outward? Chris. Their arms and... Chris, did you just answer? I I, why are wrestling fans so uncoordinated? It's, because it's they're fucking question. wrestling fans. That's why. One arm's going up like. And the other one's going, yes. They're going like, yes, yes, yes. But their hands are going. Brett, any final thoughts on that? Kenny Omega, make sure he announces he's PWI 500 number one wrestler on the planet. How the fuck did that happen? What a weird thing. It's a. What number was was Frankie Kazarian? He was, uh, I don't know, 88. What number was Warhorse? War Warhorse or uh, War Paul Warhorse? Warhorse. Warhorse. 
who I never heard of until I got that silly video the game. PWI Warhorse. <laughs> the rankings. He is. Uh, let's see. Two eighteen is is Warhorse. Is he? I got him in ninety seven. Oh, maybe twenty twenty one PWI. 597. He's up uh, nine point. Oh no, eleven points. For... Oh, I said Warhorse, but I was talking about Wardlow. It's 218. Where's yeah. Wardlow? 218. Where do you think, He's where do you think Frank Warhorse? Kazarian is? 482. Let's see. Did you? 169. Oh, I love that number. Yeah. yeah that's a sex number. You know what happens when you do that 69? Whoa. For hands for e jack. That's true. Hands for e jack. True. You're getting e jacked. Right between Willie Mack and Shelton Benjamin. Right between Willie Nelson and Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> and Sturgill Simpson. And Sturgis Simpson. <laughs> Motorcycle Sturgis Simpson. All right. Last but not least, the main event of the night and the Suzuki incident. John Moxley versus Benora Suzuki. They cut off Suzuki's uh, music. Did you cry? <laughs> Chris? I, know I can't get over the Suzuki incident, man. It's so fucking stupid. Go ahead. Is Chris muted? Did he leave? Did he go to the bathroom? Chris is muted. Sorry, I'm getting a little, like, my computer's got a little delay thing going on. What's happening? Oh, good. I hear a lot of fans. Yeah, just go to Brandon's. Brandon, Brandon, your thoughts on this on the uh, Suzuki incident? We were really hyped after this match. Horrifying. Yes, go ahead. This, yeah, the Suzuki, Suzuki incident Twitter is fantastic. It's like everybody, all of the, the memes about all the wrestlers, like horrified. <laughs> but yeah, you, I I saw a video like a live of the crowd and they were pissed. It was like, it, it felt very strange. It didn't come across as much on TV, but when I saw the video that from in the crowd, I was like, damn, that was very bizarre that he didn't even get to the ring and they completely cut his shit off for like a seven minute match. And you're watching, you're like when he's coming out and everyone's chanting, it's like, this is going to be the best part of the yeah. rest of this show. And they just squashed it. They blew it. That was fucking stupid. Like, everybody's hype. It's like, you cut off his intro and everybody was hyped to sing it. It might be your only time to ever see him live. You blew it, AEW. Oh, well. What are you going to do? The Suzuki incident will live on forever. Chris, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, no. Yeah. I noticed it. I also noticed that every company, wrestling company in the world other than WWE has a really hard time not fading music out. Like, you go to a Ring of Honor show, they'll play somebody's music, and then he just cuts it off. And then the next guy's be like, they don't have to turn the volume down. Nobody seems to know how to do this. You think it's like um, a, they just like, eh, just play it through, we'll do it in post-production type thing. Yeah. And they um, they also, uh, on top of that, which, whatever, okay, that happened. Um, half of this match was in picture-in-picture. Picture. Yeah. This was I mean, like, nine. it was like a good, like, eight ads. Yeah. This was, like, less than ten minutes, this match, and it was, like, really poorly timed out. Oh, you know, we got a big promo from 
the elite. We got a giant promo from MJF, but they we got a promo from fucking MJF that went f- forever, was totally pointless. Where he's like yelling at everybody and calling them to like that's so and, stupid. I mean, like it's yeah, it's 2022 and he's calling people sweat hogs. This is dumb. I mean, it's like come on, man. Like come like you on. wasted like you couldn't have shaved three minutes off that fucking promo. The shit was like ten minutes. Because they really need to, they really needed to do an in-ring build for the Wardlow MJF match that's coming up. Yeah, great. Yeah. Brandon, also, they also like Wardlow, Superman, dude. Brandon, good. They they also train the uh, the audience like everybody kicks out of everything all all night. The first match, Malachi Black like kicks out of a Canadian Destroyer, and then when Suzuki comes in and just like the first move, Moxie lands just like kills him that's the end that's the end of the show so it just makes him looks like shit <laughs> and the paradigm shift that he did was like look more like a underhook suplex didn't look like really a paradigm it was shift. it was an underhook so it was double yeah. underhook suplex and yeah. then do a paradigm shift it was weird he went yeah, over the top very strange yeah weird match i was stoked for it and then when it happened i was kind of like hmm but him bleeding uh suzuki bleeding all over the place was pretty fucking ridiculous and uh, Suzuki being Minoru Suzuki being on TNT was awesome. awesome. In any way, shape, or form. And the right? two of them biting each other was a good fucking spot. Mm-hmm. So there's reasons to watch it and be stoked about it, but I just wish it would went a little smoother. Ooh, I'm gonna look at the Suzuki incident will live forever in my heart. Is that see I this I'm not involved in any you of this, this stuff. Shit. Is, that, is that what they call it? Yeah, the Suzuki Well, there's a it all started from an account called the New Japan unofficial New Japan fan club of America. Posted something about AW, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they something about them screwing up and the Suzuki incident. Well, and they called it the Suzuki incident. And ever since then, it just went off the, off the rails because of this. Now it's like pictures of other wrestlers and fake captions saying, <laughs> like promos of them complaining about the Suzuki incident. It's pretty damn good. Oh, God. It's reasons like that that social media exists. That's it. That's memes. it. Memes. That's it. That's it. It all should be abolished except for jokes. I don't think. Yes. Is this a joke? No. All right. You have to go. Yeah. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Brandon, you can talk about this. Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. Long awaited. Good match. And an ending. Go ahead. Yeah, we finally get it. Pretty sweet to see those two. I hadn't, you hadn't seen Andrade wrestle in a while, and, and Pac is like one of those guys that every time he comes out, you find yourself thinking, why aren't you seeing him more on TV? He's one of my current favorites. It's pretty slow pace of this match. It went through like one uh, full commercial break, and I felt it was like 20 minutes. Um, but that, that made it like all the big spots better. I think it worked pretty well. And then um, what the fuck happens at the end? Chavo Carrero comes in and he like tases, tases, tases him or something. Or no, his son guns uh, him. Andrade's bud. Um, I don't remember what the guy's name is. I'm looking for it. His one bud comes to the to the onto the uh, ring apron. He has a taser. He's threatening to use the taser. The referee comes over to stop him from using the taser, and then. Um, Chavo Guerrero comes in with the iPad and hits Pac, and therefore Andrade wins. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah? I can't. <laughs> but but then the Lucha Bros come down to attack Andrade and break up because Andrade's attacking um, uh, Pac, 
The Lucha Bros come down. They kick the shit out of everybody. And then um, Chavo Guerrero's on the ramp with with uh, Andrade. Sorry, I'm drawing blanks. And the dude, the buddy of uh, Andrade, tells him, like, oh, he hit him with the iPad. And he goes, Andrade's like, the iPad? He hit him with the iPad? He's doing, like, hand motions. And then he fucking cracks Chavo into the fa- in the face and then throws him. <laughs> and the Lucha Bros beat the living shit out of him in the ring. And back it's starts torturing him. It, was, it just didn't make any sense. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, well, we knew he was going to turn on him, but it, the reason why he turned on him was kind of weird. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I watched it live and I rewinded it, and I was like, what the fuck is, is going on here? Just uh, Even on TV, I didn't think it, like, translated that well, that what they were trying to show was going on between all of them. Um, I guess I'm assuming this is a way for them to get to the turkey men coming out of the rafters and, and exploding. Yeah, they got to clear Chavo out. We want the turkey men to fall from the rafters. <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we get out of it. Out of it, we get uh, Andrade saying, "Hey, uh, I don't need Chavo. I have a better person to bring in." And then, like a bag of shit, he falls from the ceiling and splatters all over the ring. Where he, where he like jumps out and he's like the wire gets a little like it starts like swinging around so he's just doing these like very large loops over the over the or, or two of them two uh one of the male wrestlers and one of the female wrestlers have a, a sex show <laughs> and he comes out to get inside the sex show because he's sex man. He is sex, Ric Flair is sex. Um, it's. I think it's funny that you guys are both. I thought this made perfect sense when they did this. Did this, it really? Did he punch yeah, Chavo Guerrero for no reason? Yeah, because he was. We well, didn't. Because they were saying like, uh, they were making. They they were talking about how he didn't want Chavo interfering in the match. They said that earlier. Or just after it all happened. I think maybe after it all happened. But right. Still, but I mean, there was it, no build it, to it. Yeah, just... but it. But it. But. Well, I mean, but he had, I mean, it was, all right, if they had done the American Airlines thing a little bit stronger, if they leaned a little bit more into it, as opposed to, like, he said, how, how would I know, how would I, how would I even get a hold of American Airlines? Remember that at the pay-per-view, I believe that was. And Andrade just blew that off. If there had been more of a reaction at that point, then it would have been like, okay, now we see the, we saw the rift at home. But they would have been able to really enhance the rift by actually having like a like a look, anything. They really didn't do anything. So you have your little rift start there. And then he jumps in the ring. So he's been talking for weeks about how he wants to beat Pac. Pac. And now Pac. Yeah. And why can't I say it right? I don't know. It took me weeks to get it right. Pac. Pac. Six pack. Pac as in Hands-free E-Jack. E-Jack pack. Yeah. Hands-free right, okay, E-Pack. E-Pack. So, so, um, I don't know. It made sense to me. I liked it. I maybe I, I, Go ahead, Brandon. You, you go first. Sorry. I think what I didn't get about it was the taser guy that I <laughs> – that, that was bad. Andrade did see he wasn't mad at, even though he also cheated. And then he goes to the guy that cheated – who tells him the other guy cheated, and then he gets mad at that guy for cheating. So it's just like, what what the T- fuck's going on? Taserman, cheating, cool. Chavo, iPad, bad. Not cool. You know what so, I mean? 
Well, I mean, look, if you're going to just sit here and you're going to, uh, you know, put holes in my argument with by making sense and, <laughs> and and using intelligence to do so, I just can't hang. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm no, not that, sure. that, I'm there, not finished doing that. So, um, that, also that was, there was that, there were some holes in there too. I get it. I get it. I but, mean, maybe I it's mean, just a, if they had built it like. They they've been building it over time, but it was just like the same reaction it's too subtle. to Andrade. He was just being a yeah. little like just a little too subtle. Why are you talking this way? What do you mean about the American Airlines? And then all of a sudden he's like, he hit him with the iPad. Let me punch him in the fucking face. I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. And then he walks away like, hey man, fuck that dude. All right, well here's the deal. Right, we don't yeah. have maybe we don't have to see Chavo Guerrero on TV anymore. No, I don't want to. I mean, I don't. So hate I Chavo. mean, like, I have nothing against Chavo. No, I don't. I don't hate. It just doesn't make any sense. They stuck him with, with, uh, what's her name? Excuse me, at first. And then they stuck him with Chavo. I mean, I get it, all right? You want somebody to talk for him. Fucking Pentado Zero Miedo don't speak English. His fucking promos are amazing. Yeah, but if they're going to get somebody to talk for him, we're going to want to, I mean, if they can, if it is Ric Flair going to be his manager, which I think it is. I think so, too. If it is, if they use Ric Flair as his manager, the problem then becomes... How do you fucking corral him into not making it about him? He just cry like he did. He just cry all the time like he did when he was with Charlotte. I'm sorry. Then he could just cry. I'm so sorry. My God, it's embarrassment. Yo, I can't wait till fucking Ric Flair dies. Why can't we bring Norm Macdonald back and give Ric Flair for uh, cancer for ten years? Are you guys not Why can't? You, you don't agree with me there? Okay. You know who would be funnier? What if uh, they it wasn't Flair and they pulled out for his new spokesperson to be the, the Sake the Na, Sake the Nake? I think Ooh. that would be pretty funny if if the fuck is he been? all of uh, all of Andrade's actions are just being Can't, like interpreted through Jake the Snake's. Like... <laughs> Jake, Jake the Snake has cancer for ten Jake years. Jake could have been a doctor, but he ain't got no patience. <laughs> You get it? Waka waka. <laughs> Bring back Saki. Yeah, where's he been, man? He's back. Saki the Naki can take a shit wrestling show and turn it into fucking television gold, man. Maybe he fell. That's the combo. Maybe he's I need. fallen. And he's in a hotel room like. <laughs> <laughs> he's just still on a hotel bed in Milwaukee, like waiting for some. <laughs> He's all like, Jack, oh my God. man. That could still be my greatest me- wrestling moment of all time. What's that? It's not gonna knock it's him, him that whole fucking ladder match. Ah, ah. <laughs> Falling all over the fucking People at home, if we have Sake Danake, if you haven't heard, that's our name for Jake the Snake because of his T-shirt. It said Sake. It looked like it said Sake Danake. <laughs> Jake the Snake. Chris was blue water out of his mouth. Um, out of his nose. Um, okay, the main event of uh, Rampage. I was really stoked for this one. I was so stoked when they said this is the main event. Brian Pillman Jr. versus Max Caster. What the fuck? Brian, I'll let you start. I, couldn't, I, know, I know you're a Brian Pillman guy. Okay. I co- honestly couldn't do it, Jim. I, I turned it off. I, I wanted to. I before, the match, before the match started, I think it was JR referred to them as two young lions. They're up next, and there's like uh, Max Caster's a fucking young lion. Then he comes out, and it's like... Same exact bullshit, like making fun of Skyline Chili, and I'm just like, I, I, I can't do this. I don't. I think we had three promos on these two shows that mentioned Skyline Chili. 
Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. if they came into Philly and were like, yo, Gino Stakes is poop. Oh, yo, we burned him. Like, what the, who gives a fuck? Like, what Relentlessly. Kind of, what kind of bum-ass bullshit is this? Chris Thompson. So what we're saying is is that we had a wrestling show on Saturday night. On Sunday, Friday. Friday. Sunday, Monday, Friday. Wednesday, who knows? Friday night. And it had the opening match, I believe. It was Pop Pack. Yes, you got it. And I almost didn't. I know. And Andrade. Right? They wanted to open with that. They were like, the Max Caster match has to go on last. And then we're going to close with Max Caster and Brian Pillman Jr. Now, two things. Number one, didn't fucking watch it. All right. I think I fell asleep. I, I, did I, watch, I did watch it to the end, although I did I skipped through a lot of it. So Brian Pillman Jr. is hometown guy. They're in Cincinnati. And after the match, Caster and Bowens, that's the other guy's name, start beating the shit out of him. Griff Garrison, I guess, is still stinging from being hit by the infinity yeah, gauntlet that is yeah, the Green Lantern's ring. ring. Yeah. Yeah. So Mox came out and interfered. Mox came out and saved him. So there you go. That's what they yeah. said. They sent him off with Mox and Pillman, the two Mox. Cincinnati guys in the ring. Still corny as shit, though. Well, it's yeah, that's like shit a house probably show. To, to everybody yeah, other. Yeah, exactly that's what house show that's shit. House show that's shit. house show shit. Right? Or after after Raw. Right? Raw goes off the air. Then we do this thing for you. Hmm. Give you a little something extra. Um, so I am a fan of the idea of Brian Pillman Jr. And I am a fan of the idea of the varsity blondes. I think it's just, I just, it's something you could do, have some fun with down the road, but these guys just aren't good enough. What I'm not a fan of is number one, this, the worship of dark side of the ring and those two dudes. It's very strange. Cause now it's all intertwined. Which two dudes? Like, the dark side of the ring dudes. The two guys who produce dark side. Okay. Of the ring. Okay. Gotcha. Right, so like now they're. Why are we in, worshiping? What are we talking about? I'm a little lost. Sorry. All right, so the the aunt. They do get jerked. Aunt Helen, whatever her name was. Yes, yes, Brian yes. Coleman's aunt. Yeah, yeah. Right. Nobody knows who she is if it isn't for dark. I watched the dark side of the ring with her. This is just something I wanted to add. We talked about this how they're like in. Now they're in the wrestling world. Oh, the guys that created. Yeah, the guys that created it. So you have this thing. So nobody would have known who that woman was if it wasn't for that documentary so we're just going to take a minute to plug the documentary to get people watching it you know what i mean they mentioned dark side of the ring a few times in the show i don't know it's kind of went off topic here but it just kind of annoys me that it's like this like fucking net, fucking incestuous ball wash going on now linda pillman's uh, her name yeah linda pillman um yeah i just don't understand you have a guy that you know i mean I guess, yeah, you did it for the fans there, but you don't do that on television. No, like, let that, let, let the house, house show bullshit, that is. Question. Real um, quick question. Brandon, maybe yeah. you know this. Which one's filmed first, Rampage or Dynamite? Because Rampage isn't live anymore. I don't know. I yeah. assumed it was Dynamite, but... but yeah, I think it's... That's Dynamite. a good question. I was just because trying to they... figure out, like... I don't know. They might be gassed by the end of the show and they bring out Mox so they can pop them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just odd. No, I I, I, I care so little about this. Fuck. Oh, 
there was another thing I wanted to say. There was a lot of people who had a problem with Max Caster getting suspended. Really? Yeah. There was a lot of free Max Caster, a lot of snowflake talk. You know, all that usual bullshit. The people that that would that making jokes about the vagina of an 18-year-old girl is appropriate for a TV show that's on from 8 to 10 that kids watch. Oh, well, that's weird. So, (laughs) yeah, and what, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And, you know, what the funniest thing about this whole thing is it happened before with the, um, with the Nick Gage match with the advertisers. Yo, you lose an advertiser, you don't just lose one. Yeah, you lose a bunch. Because they all work for the same, they all are represented by the same fucking five companies. Right? So when you start losing ad revenue, you got to, you know what I mean? And people are like, oh, fucking snowflakes and free Max Caster. It's like, you know, if you think in that way, you think what he said was appropriate in any way, shape, or form, you can fuck yourself. You're a fucking moron. Brandon, thoughts on morons? <laughs> I, I think what, yeah, thoughts on morons. I think what, kind of just rubs me the wrong way is giving Max Caster the main event like immediately. And I don't know what the right thing to do is if you're not going to fire him, but just not addressing it. And then except for like from the technical perspective where it's like, technically here's how we won't let it happen again. Now I don't really like the guy. I don't really ever want to see him again, but they clearly don't care to the point where they just stuffing him all the way to the top of the card. And they're doing it's it the same with, thing they did with Sammy Guevara, where it's like they're doing it with now he has name too. Big, um, coffin drop guy. I mean, they're yeah. allegations, but yeah, yeah. Oh, wrestling's fucking weird, man. That one they just never addressed at all. No, they let that one. It's, yeah. just like, mm, it's out there. Disappointing. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. That's what they're doing. The yeah. the other ones they were like that was really bad, but it's been a month, so fucking get over it. Is basically what they're telling. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Come on TV. Even if you don't do anything, come on TV and fucking lie and say, oh, we suspended him without pay. Yeah, even really. if you didn't, yeah. like, you know, like, at least make the opinion. I mean, look, I don't agree with this. Don't get me said. Don't, 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 don't think for a second think I agree with that kind of an action. But at least say you did something, even lie. if you fucking didn't. Placate us. Make, yourself look make us feel better about it. Just fucking get rid of them. There's yeah. so many Max goddamn Kasker, people get rid of them. show. You so don't need them. So many wrestlers. Just, I, this is one of those situations where it's like, you know, draw the parallel. I always say, draw the, you know, with the, when, it, when it comes to pl- like any kind of, I'll, I'll make the athlete, the professional sports parallel. When you look at the New York Yankees, right? When you fuck up, bye bye. Do you know how many people want to play here? Get out. Yeah. That's it. You can't live up to our standards. Get the fuck out. Somebody else. A hundred guys will be here fucking waiting in line to get here. Right. And they have so much talent on that fucking roster. And to save a dude that's a fucking shitty-ass mid-card tag team. Because let's be honest. Nobody gives a fuck. I don't think anybody gives a fuck. Does anybody give a fuck about tag team wrestling? Young Bucks fans, yeah. Well, but I mean, they're they're more than what that is, whether you like it or not. They're more than just a tag team. They're tag team wrestling to me shit. is a means to fill in spots when you need to tell a story and someone needs to look strong. That's all it should ever be. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Filling in time is tag team wrestling. Oh, and, we got a couple guys that are banged up. It's near the end of the year. We got a big show coming up in January. Let's do a tag league. Not everybody's going to yeah. work the full match they're all going to work half right. the match right you know what i mean 
That's what even tag tag wrestling is. Good. I've I've heard Eric Bischoff talk about this, where he says that he hated tag team wrestling simply because it was a waste of fucking money. Because yeah, you're paying, paying four, four dudes. dudes to do the job of two. Yeah. Right? Why would you do that? Just I mean, I'm assuming now it's contracts. Back then it wasn't. But you were getting paid by appearance, I think. But now with the yeah, contracts, yeah, yeah, yeah. But paid. still, I mean, it's like yeah. But if you're having you're you're even still, why do I need both of you? If you have, you could eliminate half of that tag team from your. Not even pay them. Yes. Right? If they're all singles wrestler, then half all the all the other heads of tag teams would probably go somewhere else, right? I mean, like I know that simplifies it, but literally that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, literally, literally pretty literally. much, literally pretty much, pretty much literally, 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 literally. Brandon, are you ready to do a special on just tag team wrestling? No, that they're like the uh, the the family band of of pro wrestling. We don't, we don't need all those guys out there. That's, I think that's the point we're trying to get get at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the Partridge Family of. <laughs> no one knows that <laughs> reference. Nobody knows Partridge Family. All right, we got anything else? We got nothing Ruby to look King forward K. to. This both these fucking shows were very very uh, mid, I guess. Mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. They were mids. They were mids. Middies. Middies. What you know about middies? <laughs> it's fucking boring. Uh, it's good to see the women's division's got some solid people in it, and sticking all the best of them together on one team is smart because it'll get people wanting to watch. I do enjoy that the women get a big pop though, even from the neck beards in the crowd. So, good stuff. I'm the women's guy, so I guess I am. So. No, I'm more. You know, I'll be honest with you, I'm more into that than anything else these days. Yeah. Brandon, any final thoughts before we go home? No, much like Middy's, it'll give you a headache trying to watch all this shit. So. Yeah, let me see if I have anything else on my... Uh, oh, yeah, Jim Ross said, he doesn't say hyperbole, he says hyperbole. Good. I'm a big <laughs> fan of that. No hyperbole, great. it's hyperbole. Good for him. Because he's thinking of right, cotton sure. bowl sure. and the sugar bowl and cotton bowl. Remember that bowl, we got a... I'm gonna watch a football and one of them bowls a sugar bowl and a hyper bowl. <laughs> you ain't called no orange bowl, eh? <laughs> they um. You see, I work, I work, I work for Bill Watts. Uh, I, and speaking of Jim Ross, we're getting um. Eventually, we're getting Jade Cardgill versus uh, Layla Hirsch. Chris. Yeah, let's go. You stoked? Um, no. Uh, because this will be a fucking slop fest. Yeah. You have no experience versus very little experience, and it is not. Somebody's gonna get hurt. I, I hope swear not. To God, I really hope, I hope not. not. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, the maybe Layla Hirsch will be breaking bricks. I just want to see because I'm sure Layla Hirsch probably comes up to Jake Cargill's belly button, right. <laughs> and he's like. I think Layla Hurst is going to be really good at some point, but at some point. She's, yeah. a, she's just very young. Same with Jane Car- Jay Cargill. Yep. Brandon, you want to say goodbye? Got anything else to say? I don't, man. That's the second time you asked me if I had anything else to say. I'm fucking out of here. All right, let's go. I'm Jim. Let's smoke some middies. <laughs> Sorry. Let's, uh, go over, let's all go to Brandon's and smoke some middies. Let's smoke some middies. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Stand in a circle of hands for Jack. <laughs> every week here at Hands for Jack is hard. Shiny dicks everywhere. Come squirting everywhere. No hands used. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we are not all excited about wrestling. Give us something good. AW, 
now that you've revealed your new roster members, you got to give us some stories because you got five hours. How many hours? Three hours of television. You ain't telling shit. We'll be back here next week to complain some more. Bye.